Hello everyone and welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Alvid Kahl and I talk about bootstrapping, entrepreneurship and building in public. This episode is called The Risks and Illusions of the Post-Exit Retirement. And first, a word from our sponsor. Microacquire is the number one startup acquisition marketplace. It's simply the most efficient way to sell your startup when you're ready to make your next move. And typically, as a first-time founder, you will have no idea what you're getting yourself into when you go through an acquisition. It's just got to be the first time you're ever going to be doing it. And Microacquire wants to change that problem to empower founders when they're speaking with buyers and really help streamline the process of getting acquired for the maximum price without any headaches. The traditional routes of selling a business can be confusing and quite challenging. Um, the goal at Microacquire is to eliminate that by building innovative tools for buyers and sellers that allow for an easy, trusted, and transparent acquisition process. And trust me, you do want a transparent process because you need to understand it. And to date, Microacquire has helped hundreds of startups get acquired and have facilitated hundreds of millions in closed deal volume. Their platform includes a robust community of 100,000 buyers, and they have thousands of startups currently listed, ranging from just $5,000 to $25 million or more in asking price. Founders get free instant access by creating profile on Microacquire while staying totally anonymous. So if you're thinking about selling a startup, you might want to check out Microacquire. So go to microacquire.com to learn more. And now let's get started. Building and selling a business is a blessing and a curse. While it catapults founders into a very different financial situation, it also shifts what gives them purpose and passion and allows for lasting impact. Chasing these elusive virtues causes many entrepreneurs who thought they could just retire to go back to work or it can have much worse outcomes. After selling the business, my own retirement lasted exactly two weeks. I thought that now I'd reached a state of financial stability, I could just spend my life playing World of Warcraft, reading books, and doing whatever I wanted. Well, it turned out that this life wasn't for me anymore. 20 years ago, just after finishing high school, it definitely was. I spent all day long gaming, reading as much as I could, and it was wonderful. The amount of agency I found after all these years of being told what to do in school, that was a blessing. And I chose to fill my time with games and books. They provided structure in an unstructured time. Now, a decade and a half later, when I had accomplished the indie hacker's dream of building and selling a business with my co-founder, Danielle, I was looking at the dreaded unstructured life again. And I returned to what I knew worked for me, games and books. But this time, it didn't work. Playing World of Warcraft felt shallow, and I just couldn't keep focusing on my books. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't find the same joy doing these things that I found so wonderful back in the day. Running a software-as-a-service business that impacted the lives of thousands of customers, that ruined this for me. The passion that I found in helping our customers could not be replaced by doing quests in a video game. Making a material impact on other people's lives has shown me the capacity of what an entrepreneur can do we can make a massive difference in the reality of others. No virtual world, game, or fictional narrative can come close to this. My source of passion was my capacity to serve our customers, and my purpose was to build solutions to their problems. My actions had meaning because they made a difference. And now, after the sale, all of that was done by somebody else. 
The more I talked to other founders who exited their business, the more I saw this pattern too. People cash out, buy the things they always wanted, learn that it doesn't make them happier, and then they fall into this downward spiral of realizing that they've lost more than just a business. When your company gets acquired, it isn't just the business that gets taken over by somebody else. Your roles, particularly those that defined your identity for years, are filled by other people. Your importance for decision-making processes drops to zero. You're not needed anymore. You're not in the in-group anymore. And those little sources of motivation, of passion and purpose dry out almost immediately. A looming void appears. And this void is real and it yearns to be filled. And it's not that you're surprised by it. Founders usually prepare for their exits and we all get told that the void will come over us. We just don't really comprehend how intensely it will affect us before we feel it for the first time. Many people consider retiring at precisely that point. Yet almost every founder ends up feeling that retiring early is a mistake. It sounds so easy to stop working when you're financially secure. But you quickly learn that the absence of work isn't the blissful paradise that you thought it would be. Post-exit life is not a candy shop. It's a scary place. We suddenly get incredibly bored and devoid of anything to do. And because so few people go through an acquisition, we have nobody to talk to. If most of our friends are employed in a job somewhere, they won't be able to relate. No matter how crazy things get at work, someone else makes choices for and often with them. But the post-exit founder? For them, this next step is nebulous at best. And there's a real risk here. If you can't find your next source of passion and purpose in another line of work, you might start looking at less than desirable ways of filling that void. The moment you need to drink, a little drink, to get to sleep, you're opening the doors to addiction, something that happens to a significant percentage of founders after they sell their businesses. Drug, alcohol, gaming, or sex, addiction comes in many different shapes, but it always is a fake passion. So when your identity of being a busy entrepreneur is hollowed out by an exit, you might fill it with anything that looks attractive. Some founders immediately throw themselves into the next business, too. Without taking some reflection or respite, that's an equally bad move. Just because you've been successful with your last business doesn't mean you'll have a similar experience this time around. Yet, many post-exit founders think they need to do it again, and this time, even better. They need to one-up themselves. And that quickly derails into a destructive and depressive downward spiral when things inevitably go wrong. You just reached the summit of a hard-to-climb mountain. You don't need to look for the next highest mountain to climb immediately. But if you're defining your self-worth by your mountaineering skills, that's what feels right to do, even when it's not. It's a mental shortcut that, in place of proper reflection, will eventually lead you to a quite a dark place. And without a proper plan, the void will swallow up the unprepared. So, how can you protect yourself from this threat? As a founder, I had an incredibly hard time preparing for this moment in my own entrepreneurial journey. I thought gaming would do it for me, but it didn't. But I found a surprising contender in something that I had done before selling the business. I had written a very long blog post that I never wanted anyone to see. I hadn't even set up a public blog. I'd just written the post as a draft. It was a collection of all the mental health struggles that I was dealing with at the time. And it was a cathartic essay on the best ways of coping with these sources of stress and anxiety and what that might look like. I wrote that blog post for myself as a reflection on the burnout that I could already feel coming. And I never published a post. 
but I went back to read it when I was searching for purpose and passion. And when I saw the draft, all the four and a half thousand words of it, I understood that it wasn't just a reflection opportunity for myself. It was also a guide for others to avoid falling into a similar depressive state. And it was at that moment that I decided to become a teacher. I started exploring what I wanted to teach and how and where to do it. I wrote the first blog post that I wanted to publish, to really publish. And over time, the newsletter and the podcast fell into place and I was running a media business before I knew it. I couldn't resist getting back to finding my passion and helping and empowering others. Writing and teaching were the conduit that I needed for that. And if I can give you advice here and I struggle to even attempt it, it would be to reflect constantly on your sources of passion, purpose, and perceivable impact in your life. And just like finances, it pays to diversify them or at least have something lined up in case one of these sources runs dry. Entrepreneurs run the severe risk of over-identifying with their business. And that is a problem at any stage, not just after a sale. You are not your business and you don't need that particular business to have meaning or impact on other people's lives. Instead of looking for your purpose in a role, look for its source. Is it solving problems you enjoy or helping people? Might it be organizing knowledge into an easy-to-consume format? Those things will translate well into a post-exit purpose. The easier you can decouple your entrepreneurial role from your personal identity, the more you'll be able to find passion and a means to keep having an impact on people's lives in your post-exit retirement, and long before that too. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Arvid Kahl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. You'll find my book, Zero to Sold, and The Embedded Entrepreneur, with Twitter course, find your following there as well. If you want to support me and the Bootstrap Founder Podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.